Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the United States Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. My name is Joe Marcellina. Joining me again this week, Dairyfield AD and boys lacrosse coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are you doing? I'm getting dry, Joe. I'm back inside, <laughs> back inside. Uh, it's typical, typical New England practice today, right? Overcast, rainy, typical spring day. But we were, as we've been saying all spring, we're out here playing, and we're we're happy to be doing it. So. I feel like this is a recurring theme for like Wednesday, Thursday. Like, just it's either it's either gray and and cold, or gray and rainy, or both, or snowing. Uh, well, considering <laughs> the, the majority of the boys' high school games are on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'd rather have that be Wednesdays than uh, than on game days. We've, we've lucked out yeah. with some really nice games. I mean, you've had some yeah, you've oh, had yeah, some great absolutely. days to go report. So yeah, yeah, I've also had some. It. I've also had some days where I've blown away, almost blown away. So yeah, that's it's been fun. <laughs> Uh, all right, so this season uh, we are posting the podcast at nh-highschoolsports.com on Thursday mornings. So uh, make sure you, you check it out every Thursday morning. Uh, as always, you can send us questions and or feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at nhhsports. Or, you know, you can also message us on Facebook, on the Facebook page or uh, Instagram. Uh, I've gotten actually a couple messages there lately. Um so yeah, I guess everybody's you know social media. We're all we're spread out all over the place. I gotta gotta make sure I check each one every day. Almost, it's uh, it's a lot going on here. Are you okay if people slide into your DMs on on Twitter <laughs> too? Is that all right too? I, yeah, I, that's absolutely. You know, if if any way you want to get a hold of me, I am, you know, I I'm here. I'm I'm looking for information. I'm you know as I, I think I said earlier today, I want to know that you what you got going on. Uh, you know, I want to know what your scores are. I want to know what your, you know, who scored your goals, who made your saves, who's winning. We saw, we saw your, re, we saw your retweet earlier. Yeah, the coach, yeah. the coach who, uh, the coach who said basically, if you're not, you're not doing your job if you're not, if you're not sending in <laughs> scores, good, good or bad. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, we've started off the the last couple of shows, or, or at least since the high school season's gotten underway, we start off though with, uh, with a little bit of college talk, uh, and uh, we're getting into. You know the uh, the crunch time here with with the college uh, men's and women's games here. Uh, it's you know, May, believe it or not. Yeah. It's champion. It's championship time. A lot of the the conferences, the conferences that are holding championships are uh, are there. It's you know there's semifinals right now. It looks like we've got the finals coming up this weekend of a lot of different conferences. Uh, you know the ACC sort of had their de facto championship last week with with Duke and North Carolina meeting on the field. Uh, North Carolina pulling out a 15-12 victory there to take the uh, to take the series and the the ACC championship. Brian Cameron had a goal, and, uh, and Zach Tucci was instrumental in the in the faceoff circle, going 56% and uh, over 10 wins on the day. So, did you did you get a chance to watch that game, Joe? It was a I great have, game. No, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to watch too much the last couple of weeks. I've been almost uh, you know exclusively got my nose in the high school stuff. I mean, coming out of that, I mean, those two teams, you know, they've, they've, there's been an argument all season that those two are probably one and two. Maryland's been in that conversation. Hard to hard to probably hard to argue at this point that North Carolina probably deserves the one seed. Um, you know, at that point, they look they've looked really good. They can show they can make stops when they need to, and they've got the offensive firepower to to run with anybody there. So can't wait to see them play. Congratulations to to Brian and Zach on uh, on advancing and uh, getting hopefully getting that one seed and, and winning the ACC. So congrats to them. I, I thought it was um, um oh, sorry. I thought it was a little yeah. strange that 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 the women's side they were playing a tournament, uh, an ACC tournament. Are they not? Am I am I did I see that wrong or? 
No, they, 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 it, I saw the same. I saw yeah. the same thing, and I'm, I, I was a little confused as to why that didn't happen on, on the men's side. But um, you know, that's um, I, I don't have a good answer yeah, for you. Joe. I, no, I just, I yeah, I, I didn't know if you. I did. I mean, I didn't know if you would or not. But I mean, it's. I it just. I didn't know if. I didn't know if I had saw it right. If maybe I was just. If I'd read something wrong or or was confused. No, Syracuse. Syracuse. Uh, yeah. The week couple. I think a week prior they had played. They had played BC and lost, and then turn around they. They had a, a one goal win over BC and then uh, and then lost to uh, to North Carolina there in the championship. So mm. they did they did play you know a championship there. So yeah, so North Carolina. Strange. I think I think they also won. They won the men's and the women's lacrosse championship, and there was another chance. I'm, I'm blanking right now. There was another. They they won three championships on the same weekend, three ACC championships on the same weekend. I'll, so I'll give it a see quick. if I can find that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so good good weekend to be a Tar Heel. So <laughs> last weekend. Uh. Um, as you're as you're looking for that, so um, on the uh, the other conferences with their semifinals right now, the NEC conference is uh, is in full swing. And, and Bryant played Hobart today. They had uh, they had a 14-12 victory. And Ben Abladian from BG continues his monster freshman season. Had five goals on the day today. So <laughs> arguably MVP there. And I I gotta think he's in that freshman of the year running. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't I don't know if he'll get it, but like. Every single week, every single game, putting up you know multiple point games, five goals in a in a two goal victory, unbelievable. Um, yeah, that, I I um, I was following that game a little bit on Twitter, and then when I I saw that he'd scored a couple, and then it came up towards the end, and it said five, and I was wow. I mean, I like you said, he's been having a great year, um, but I mean, in a in a, in a, a, a tournament game too, that's huge. Um, was it was it possibly women's soccer that also won? Uh, that sounds that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really, I'm. I mean, this has been really strange seeing some of that. I mean, you know, I, I know UNH soccer has been playing now, and and you've got some of the FCS football going on. I, I mean, seeing some of these these highlights and scores and stuff, and and forgetting for a moment that some of those sports are being played now, and just like, wow, oh, wait a minute, what what where are we? What time of year is it? <laughs> yeah, it is a little weird seeing football going on right yeah, now. Yeah, but uh, you know, before we move on from before we move on from sure. Ben here, just to follow up on his on his freshman campaign here, just looking at real quick check of his stats. He's got twenty two goals, eight assists, so thirty points in, in ten games, averaging three points a game, uh, close to a forty percent shooting percentage. That that's pretty good for for a freshman. Yeah. Um, you know, playing on a very talented team and. You know they advance to the finals. They're going to play St. Joe's uh, out of Pennsylvania in the in the championship coming up this weekend. So that'll be fun to see. Nice. Uh, our our buddy Cole Brahms out in Utah. Uh, they dropped a tough one to Robert Morris, sixteen twelve. But you know, he picked up ten wins in the faceoff circle. There did did what he could do to keep them in the game. Uh, kid, we highlighted uh, Mikey Penna from from Exeter. He he showed up again. Canisius had a fourteen thirteen win over Maris. Went one and two on the day. Um, and then, uh, you know, a guy we've talked about a lot this year, Dylan Arant from Merrimack Valley and Brewster. Uh, he had, he had a goal on the day and a, and a tough, uh, nine, six loss to Delaware. And then finally, I wanted to give uh, a quick shout out to, uh, to St. Anselm who played in the, um, the Northeast 10, uh, semifinals today against pace. They, uh, they were down for throughout a lot of the game down by a couple goals and battled back. They won a, they won a 12, 10 game over pace to advance to play Lemoyne in the championship there. And a name, not a, not necessarily a New Hampshire uh, resident per se, but uh, Griffin Shoemaker, who, uh, who graduated in 2017. He was part of the New Hampshire Tomahawks. 
played for Littleton Mass. Uh, he's been having a big season and had a pair of goals for them today to help them advance there. So congrats to St. A's moving on, and we wish him best of luck against LeMoyne coming up. Well, since you, you ended there uh, on the men's side, I'm going to start with St. A's on the women's side. Uh, because go. they are also uh, in the NE10 championship game. Uh, they uh, picked up a 17-14 win on Monday over Franklin Pierce in the semifinals. Um, you know, so they will be moving on, playing in the final. I, you know, I, and I, I looked at this and I was like, wow, a new, you know, nice New Hampshire matchup there in the semis. I looked over Franklin Pierce's roster, and, and could you, you guess how many New Hampshire uh, players they have, Franklin Pierce has on its, on its women's lacrosse team? I, 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 you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be saying this if it was, <laughs> if it was high. So I'm going to guess, zero. I'm going to guess it's low. I'm it's zero. zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were no New Hampshire kids playing for Franklin Pierce. I thought that was very strange. Um, but St. A's, uh, you know, they have, uh, they do have a couple of, uh, local kids on that team. Uh, of course, uh, we mentioned her earlier in the season. Grace Young, uh, was a goalie at, at, uh, Bishop Girton. She's been their goalie throughout the season. She had a, a big game for them, um, you know, in this win. And uh, also um, Mackenzie Robinson, who played at Sauhegan, uh, also a uh, member of the St. A's women's lacrosse team. The uh, The team they'll be playing in the final uh, will be Bentley, who came away with a 10-9 overtime win against Assumption uh, also on Monday. Uh, you know, and that, a couple of locals uh, standing out in that game too. You had... Um, uh, Courtney Dermotti from uh, Bedford had a pair of goals in that game, including uh, Bentley's ninth goal of the game to break an 8-8 tie with 3:09 left in the game. So, what could have potentially been the game winner, um, but you know, Assumption came back and scored with under two minutes left to send that into overtime. You also had uh, former Bishop Girton uh, alum uh, Kaylee Keenan also had a goal in that game. So, a couple of locals standing out uh, for Bentley, and like I said, they'll be playing. Um, St. A's in the final. I believe that game is going to be at Bentley, uh, actually on Thursday, 7 o'clock on Thursday. So uh, I imagine that's going to be somewhere online uh, if you want to check that out. Uh, but the other. I'm sure there's a live stream. I'm sure oh, there's yeah, a live stream be, for it. Uh, I know, you know, we've also talked a little bit this year about, I know, you know, you talked a lot about the, the Bentley men's team and, and the success they've had. Uh, the women team, women's team saw their season actually come to an end. Uh, on Wednesday in the uh, NEC uh, semis, uh, they fell to Mount St. Mary's uh, 12-10. And uh, also wanted to mention, too, you know, big, a big week for uh, Sauhegan alum here. You know, we mentioned Mackenzie Robinson there for, for St. A's. Uh, the Little East Conference gave out their uh, postseason awards or, or um, uh, you know, awards for the season uh, recently. And a pair of Sauhegan kids... Uh, Picked up offensive and defensive player of the year in the uh, the Little East, uh, Bridget Casey, who is a uh, junior Keen State. She was named offensive player of the year, first team All LEC, uh, 33 goals, uh, 22 assists on the year, and she's the first uh, first player in school history to win the award. Was also the 2019 Rookie of the Year uh, in the Little East, and uh, defensive player of the year was uh, Megan Allard, who is a senior goalie at uh, Plymouth State. Uh, had a seven and three record, six point two six goals against, and a uh, five eighty save percentage, which was first in the league. And uh, Plymouth State actually had a, a bunch of kids make the um, the all conference team. You had uh, Sydney Duval, who's a grad student uh, on attack. Uh, she was first team. So was she was from uh, Goffstown. Elizabeth McLaughlin, who's a senior midi, 
Uh, she's from Kingswood. Uh, Faye Brown, a senior defender uh, from Londonderry. And then on the second team, you had a couple of sophomores, Emily Santum, uh, who uh, played at Bishop Curtin, and Autumn Nelson, who was at uh, John Stark. So a lot of a lot of locals there on that, or a lot of New Hampshire alum on those uh, on that little East Conference uh, all all team, all conference team. Excuse me. And not just from one school. I mean, all no, all, all over. Places. Yeah. So very cool. All right. Well, let's. Uh, Let's jump into the high school stuff. And as we've been doing the last couple of weeks, we've uh, kind of run down the uh, the coaches poll, the top 10 uh, teams in the state voted on by uh, some coaches around from around the state and also myself and other media members. Uh, we'll go over my my poll as little, well. A little shake, little shake up this little, week. Yeah. A little, yeah. little reshuffling had had uh, had Hollis Brookline, I believe, jump in this mm-hmm. week. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, new team in the poll. Uh, Sauhegan dropped out. Uh, the other thing I found uh, kind of interesting, uh, I, you know, I think we'd mentioned the last week, the week before, the top three had been a unanimous choice. Of course, you had Bishop Girton number one, Exeter number two, Pinkerton number three. Uh, there were a couple people who uh, bumped Pinkerton out of the number three spot in their poll. Uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, and and they've, you know, with some of their games coming up, uh, not this week, but but a little. Well, actually, um, bump them. Are you saying they bumped them down, down or bumped down them to, up? Down to down. four. Um, so had I assume Londonderry. Londonderry maybe at three. Two? Yep, Londonderry ended up in, at four in the poll. Yeah. Uh, a couple people had them in third. Uh, yeah, so I was definitely interested to see that. I I got to imagine that's the first time that's ever happened uh, since we've been well, doing that, the uh, coaches' that, that spring Mac Cup uh, matchup <laughs> will be have a little extra meaning here, a little extra yeah, juice to yeah. it. Yeah, nice way to. I mean, that's we got a ways to go to that. They uh, they unfortunately don't play to the last week of the season, regular season. Uh, what better what better way to settle yeah. the, uh, the the non existent NHIA standings <laughs> than uh, at the end of the season? There, um, good timing. Yeah. So yeah, BG was one, Exeter two. Uh, they'll play again. Uh, played on Monday. Play again on Friday. Uh, Pinkerton three, Londonderry four. Uh, Bedford came in at five. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Derryfield at six. You guys dropped a little bit there. That's uh, might be the the lowest I think you guys have been in the poll. Uh, it, it coming at number six. Had some had some close games yeah. this week, Joe. We're yeah. younger team, younger team, and that that's that's totally fine. We're so, uh, we're working working through some things, and it's you know we're uh, happy to still happy to still be in the poll. So. <laughs> You know, uh, we'll, we'll get in. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit, but a little bit later. Um, the games, I, I should say, uh, Portsmouth coming in at seven. Uh, Nashua South dropped to number eight. Uh, you know, unfortunate news for them. They're going to be on a pause for a little bit um, after. I don't know if there was a positive test among the program or if they were just close, you know, had some kids that were close contact. But they've been sidelined at least until I think next their next game isn't until I want to say next Thursday. Uh, and then you got Winnicunit at number nine, and as we mentioned, Hollis Brookline jumping into the poll at number ten, and then uh, Sauhegan and Campbell also were receiving votes uh, this week. So Campbell getting in there uh, for the first time as well, getting a little bit of a little recognition among the coaches, as they should. Looking like looking like the uh, looking like you know probably probably one of the top contenders in Division Three right now. Yeah, as of had nice two nice wins over Trinity <laughs> last week. You know what I just realized. Oh, this is the kind of day it's been. That was my poll that I just read off there. Uh, ah. <laughs> that was not the coach's poll. That was well, that's what I that's what I had, but it was very close. Uh actually the only difference here um 
is is uh, actually or a little bit of a difference here. I had the bottom half of the 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 actual poll is is jumbled up there. Um, one through six is the same. Then you got Winnicott at seven, Portsmouth eight, South was nine, and Hollis Brookline ten. I wondered when you said Hollis Brookline was down, or uh, when you said Winnicott was down as far as they were. I, I wondered. I thought that they were was, a little yeah, bit higher in the yeah, poll. That was my uh, poll. So that, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense now. Uh, the, um, they had a nice win. Cunning had a nice win over over St. Thomas the other day. I know yeah. St. Thomas is still working to get some of their players back from from various different things, but uh, nonetheless, an impressive impressive score. And interested to see the uh, the adjustments that Coach Wilhelm makes for the second time around there, and see uh, see if there's anything different there. But Winnicott seems to be rolling right now. You know, we've got um, you know some more. I feel like every week, almost every day, we're having some great um, matchups between teams that are in the top ten here. You know, you had BG Exeter play on Monday. They play again on Friday. Um, you got Dairyfield Portsmouth coming up on Saturday. I've uh, certainly got that one marked in uh, in bright red ink in my calendar, so I don't forget about it. Um, you know, you had uh, South was supposed to play Londonderry this week. That would have been a couple of great matchups. Um, yeah, so it, it's I feel like every week we're 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 looking at somebody. You know, we're figuring something new out about about somebody here. Well, even uh, you know, we give a quick shout out to Coach Jeff Smith and, and Concord. There had a nice win over over Sauhegan again, and we played Sauhegan earlier. There, there's a lot of talent on that team. They've been, you know, unfortunately hit with the injury bug, and uh, and a really tough schedule. But nonetheless, you know, a great win. Always, I believe that was up at Concord, and, and Concord not an easy place to play. Um, you know, but still, they they get the W over over uh, Sauhegan there. So a nice building block for for Concord for for or, you know relatively early still in the right. season here. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about you know the Pinkerton BG games, um, always kind of must see um, high school across in the state. Uh, but I think that maybe the the bigger matchup, um, you know, at least during this regular season so far, was Exeter BG. Uh, we had the first first of those games on Monday, and um, you know I, I remember checking Twitter during that I was over at the girls game, the BG Exeter girls game that was over at Stellos. The boys game was played in Exeter. Uh, you know, looking and seeing that there that Exeter was up four two after one quarter and and five four uh, in the second quarter, and then it just was like I don't know did BG flip the switch and I, I don't it was what about a uh, a ten goal run or something like that 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 they were they went on that carried over into the second half I think. I just stopped my I just stopped my practice for a while. I forgot to put my phone on silent, and all of a sudden <laughs> my phone was blowing up during that during that first quarter. Exeter is up four to two. Exeter is up four to two, and, and it was uh, it was exciting. You know, Aiden Drunzik, Spencer Clark, uh, you know, Connor Holly. They had it they had it rolling early. They took it they took it to them, and then. Um, you know, I'm not so sure that, you know, BG necessarily flipped the switch. It's just they they just kept, you know, they they do what they do. And, I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm looking here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, at least nine different guys all scoring. And I think I've missed, I, I want to say there were double digit, uh, you know, you, you probably have the box score in front of you. But I think there were at least 10, if not 11 or 12 guys that scored for BG. Just that, you know, as we talked about in the, in the keys to this matchup beforehand, the depth. Right. You 11 guys, 11 guys. 11 guys right. Yeah. You know, who, who, what other team, what other team can roll out 11 guys and score against arguably, this, you know, either the, the second or third best team in the state and, and have 11 guys score for you. That's, that's unbelievable. So that, to be able to put that constant pressure on throughout a game like that, 
um, is just really, really impressive. Um, you know, the, the guys, I, I was really impressed with uh, Brady Dumont stepping in there as a young kid. Uh, Connor Bouvier as a, as a young player scoring some goals. And then, then you've got, you know, guys like John Kerkorian and Dawson Clark, you know, older, older seniors, you know, getting the job done. Chris Heitmiller, uh, Michael Kiley, um, you know, there's just, there's a, a just a, a wealth of talent there that can, that can all put the ball in the back of the net and, and play defense, you know? So uh, I don't, I don't think it was so much that, you know, uh, Exeter wasn't ready or BG flipped a switch. I think it, it kind of played out kind of the way we, we, we thought it might, um, you know, in terms of, you know, Exeter playing at home, coming out with a lot of energy, seeing what they can do. And then, and then BG adjusting and just keeping, keeping to put that pressure on. I think the, you know, one guy you mentioned there, uh, Dawson Clark, that's probably the biggest one for BG. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, everybody being healthy, yeah, being healthy absolutely. in terms of, of getting back and playing. I think he'd been out since the second game against Londonderry that first week of the season. Uh, so coming back and he had four goals and three assists uh, to be, to finish as their leading scorer, you know, and that's, I mean, I think we talked about last week, you know, if he was a guy that was going to, you know, miss some time for them, you know, they were going to, he, I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say there is he gives them a guy that they, if they do need to rely on somebody, he's maybe someone that can step up and do that. Although all these guys have shown that, that they can do it. It seems like they can do it too. I um, think they could, but out. if you needed, you know, if you needed to, you know, you need to call a timeout and you're in a huddle and you need to put the ball in somebody's stick and say, Hey, go make something happen. Um, you know, he would definitely be, he would definitely be my pick, pick to do that for, for BG. But like you said, I, I think they, I think they have plenty of other guys that, I could do that if they if they needed to. Yeah. Um, you know, on on Exeter's side, I was happy to see Aiden Drunzik out there playing. Again, don't know if he's 100% yet, but the, but the fact that he was out there scoring goals and playing is a positive sign for them. Definitely a player that they're going to need down the stretch to uh to continue to make a run at this thing. Yeah. Uh we also should probably mention too, um, you know, BG also played uh, their one out of state game uh over the weekend too going up to Cape Elizabeth. Winning that one was it sixteen seven was the final I think or sixteen six the final in that 10, one ten nothing ten nothing in the yeah. first quarter yeah. I mean just absolutely came out and, and blitzed them um, you know and that's a, that's a team that that might arguably be the the state champion in, in Maine this year yeah. you know a lot of people a lot of people have them pegged as the the state champion so um, you know it's just it is I've had people ask me is this the best Bishop Girton team they've ever had and. I, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to tell. I mean, I wish, I wish we'd be able to, to play out of more out of state games this year. It's a, it's a, it's almost a crime not to have these guys be able to, to match up and see what they could do out of state against the, you know, the traditional, the Duxberries and the, uh, you know, uh, Lincoln Sudberries and BC high and, and teams like that, that they've played in the past. Right. Um, but I don't know if it's the best team they've ever had, but it, it's, it's gotta be up there. They've, uh, They've got very few holes. They've got very few holes on this team. I think I, the feeling I've gotten talking to to Coach Cameron, um, you know, maybe last year's team might have been their most talented. Um, you know, yep. they've been able to play, but this team is you know not too far behind that team and is maybe on par with the twenty twenty eighteen team that was, you know, potentially a top twenty five team in the country. Uh, you know, that year. It would be hard. It'd be hard to argue. I mean, you could make you could make a case for any for any of those teams. And I think there's little, you know, like this year, they have a lot of goaltending, but you yeah. know, without without being without being tested, do, you, do we know how good? You know, they've they've had some very good goaltenders in their program in the past, and they're going to have some good goaltenders again now. It's just they're they're young and untested. So, 
um, you know, that, that seems, that would be, I guess the one place that I would question, you know, if they ran into somebody out of state who could challenge JJ and, and win faceoffs and, and put some pressure and get good shots on net, you know, is their goaltending as strong as maybe it's been in other years there again, not to take anything away. They've got very, you know, six or seven great goaltenders there that they can choose from. Yeah. Um, I, just the experience factor on that side too. I mean, I, you know, the, maybe any, any, um, the defense on is so good um, that you know I think it might even make up for anything you know that they might be lacking. I, I would tend to agree. Yeah. I mean, the, the other team would have to be really deep offensively. Yeah, and, and they have to win faceoffs. You know, I mean, they, they, BG BG's not going to give up a whole lot of shots to begin with this year, um, just by by the defensive talent alone that they have. So I would tend to agree with you. So I'm I'm you're interested to see what Friday looks like because you know does does is it kind of a replica of this game you know we wondered that about the the second Pinkerton BG meeting a couple of weeks ago, and that actually looked you know turned into more of a defensive game it was eleven to two final uh, for BG, and um, I'm yeah like does you know what does Exeter come out looking like are they do they you know. A little bit defeated after you know what happened on Monday, or they felt more fired up and and you know maybe keep things a little bit closer. Is BG maybe take its foot off the gas a little bit, just knowing that that they can. I don't think either team. I don't think either team knowing that both of these teams knowing that they may see each other again in the playoffs. I think you'll you'll see the intensity level. I think you'll see execution. Uh, well, it's hard hard to say that BG's execution will be any better <laughs> when you score twenty one points, but. Right. Uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, attention to detail and, and execution will probably be upped on the Exeter side, but I don't think they're going to show any, I, I think they'd be foolish to show anything new at this point. You know, yeah. why, why would you play another defense at this point? Why would you, you know, change up your offense at this point? Just try and work on some of the things uh, that weren't successful in that first game. And then, you know, you, you gain a little more confidence and then you, you say, okay, we'll, we'll try some of these things once we get to the playoffs, if we see them again, you know. So I had I had kind of hoped, uh, you know, with them playing twice and and being you know one two in the poll, uh, my my hope had been that they split this week, um, you know. So it made, that makes it a tougher decision on everybody. It's like, oh, who do I go with? Um, but I think even if Exeter wins Friday's game, uh, that maybe the way that game went on Monday might might take that out of the equation. It might, but I think I think it would still. I don't know. That would show me. That would boy. If they were able to, if they were able to come out and pull off a victory, that that would uh, that would show a lot. Um, so I, I I don't know. I, it would be an interesting. I think they would definitely receive first place votes. Well, we'll 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 talk about that next week if it happens, <laughs> and <laughs> I'll right. make sure I'll make sure I get the right poll to read off too. <laughs> um, you know, as as we did mention uh, earlier, um, you know there were a couple uh, Londonderry Nashua South games that were scheduled this week that were, you know really uh two games that i was interested in seeing i'm sure you were you were as well as, as were a lot of people just to see where you know londonderry coming off a, a week where they beat concord twice and got a big win over bedford um you know south has i feel like they've been starts and stop they had the you know two games against exeter and then the win over timberlane to start the season they had a week off that was built into their schedule and then came back and only played two games and now they're going to be off uh for almost two full weeks uh yeah you know losing both those games to Londonderry they also lose a game next Monday that would have been played against Pinkerton 
Um, you know, so they're going to go two weeks and coming back having to play at Pinkerton, which is no, no easy task. That's exactly what you want, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Lose, lose all your, lose your legs, lose your momentum from practice. And, and yeah, why not come, why not come play the, you know, one of the, arguably one of the top three teams in the state. That'll be, that'll be a good way to ease back into things. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that is too bad though. Cause I mean, it's, it's already a shortened season to begin with and to, and to lose games like that is, uh, is tough, especially when you've been building towards, you know, arguably three of the biggest games on your schedule, ones yeah. that you want to go out and prove that, you know, we, we belong in the top 10 and we belong in this conversation as a, as a final four team in, uh, in division one. So my heart goes out to the, to the South boys. I know, I know how much work they put into the indoor this year and getting ready for the season. So hopefully wish them the best. And hopefully those, uh, hopefully those two weeks go by pretty quick. I don't know if they, is it 10 days or 14 days for them? I'm not, you know? I'm, I'm not positive that, that whatever um, it is, they're missing three games, right? They're missing. Well, so. they, and they, they had one postponed against BG. I don't last Thursday. I don't know if that was because of the weather or if they'd already found this out or maybe it was, they happened almost simultaneously, but yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the first game they had canceled or, you know, called off. Uh, but that may have been more of a weather thing than, than anything else. Um, you know, we, we mentioned there with them, uh, with South and Londonderry, Bedford, um, you know, a lot, a lot of those D1 teams not really knowing what the separation is, who, you know, who kind of goes in what order. I, I think you could say the same thing about Division Two and multiply it by how many teams? 25 teams in Division Two? Was that what it is? <laughs> you would think. You would think. With the, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you guys, Dairyfield, you're, you're undefeated. Portsmouth's undefeated. Winnicott is as well. You guys have all played close games, though, with, with some of these other teams. Um, and I think you've got, you know, a group of teams that are maybe – if they're if they're a notch behind, it's not a you know it's only one notch. It's you know guys or teams like Timberlane, uh, Oyster River, um, Wyndham, Goffstown. Um, who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting somebody. Hollis Brookline. Hollis Brookline. Thank you. Uh, the, the one yeah the team in our top our top ten there. Um, <laughs> you know and and I was I went to that Oyster River uh, Timberlane game on on Tuesday and you know I've seen both of those teams now a couple times. And, you know, if I'm picking a team that, that, you know, I don't want to see come playoff time, it's it's definitely one of those two teams because you probably are going to look at their record at the end of the year and they're not going to be, you know, both teams right now are three and five. Um, you know, so that's not a team, that's not a game as a, as a playoff contender that you want to lose or you feel you maybe should lose. And you, I, don't you know why, could. I don't know why you'd even look at records this year. Right. right? I mean, right. They're, they're doing a random draw. So both of those teams, I think, you know, they're, they're, they're serving themselves well by playing a hard schedule because in the end they, they, they could get, they're either going to get rewarded and get a high seed and get to play at home, or they're going to be battle tested and go on the road and no one's going to want it. No one's going to want to play either one of those teams. I mean, you know, uh, Coach Blaska and Coach Ruffy are doing a great job with with Timberlane and Oyster River, respectively. They play discipline. They play sound, sound lacrosse. Um, you know, there was a time where everybody did want to play Timberlane and Oyster River because they were essentially free wins, and and they're not right now. They've oh. made. I mean, you know, they they pushed Oyster River definitely pushed my guys in both games we played. We had to we had to adjust to uh, you know certain things that they were doing and definitely made definitely made my team better um you know we we got a we got a chance to go up to you know another team we haven't really talked about yet either hanover who dropped down from from d1 um you know we we've got a matchup with them on thursday and and they played us tough but um 
you know, we, we were happy to get up there and, and get the win. I, I forgot how long of a drive that is, Joe. It is, uh, it's brutal. It is a long, I, so yeah, it's brutal. Well, brutal for them. I mean, there's nobody, yeah, yeah it was brutal yeah. for us to go up there, but you forget that, you know, they're, they're a true road warrior team. They, there is no close game for them really. Um, other than this year, they got to play Lebanon, but on a normal basis, they no, don't get to do no. that, you know? And they so, don't, they, they don't play anybody in, you know, sometimes they jump over into Vermont. Yeah. Uh, but none, none of that this year. Um, but I, I like, I like them. I mean, they're going to, they're going to be lumped in the sort of that Northern bracket, probably, probably bow Merrimack Valley. Um, I'm trying to think who else in, in D2 would be, would be up in that area, but um, you know, there, there are potential just based on the region and based on, you know, experience and, and play level, they, they might be a final four team right. in division two this year. So you might have a, a new, new face in, in, in the final four. So. You know, one guy I want to, I want to jump back uh, and make sure, sure we mention a guy uh, for Oyster River. Um, you know, in that game, you had a matchup of, of probably two of the better goalies in the, in the, in the division. Uh, but I mean, a lot of us, you know, we've talked about Brady Marston before for Timberlane. Um, you know, outstanding uh, sophomore goalie for the Owls. Uh, on the other other end, a guy who you know I, I knew the, the knew the name, but didn't really know much about him going into this year. But Finn Mason uh, for Oyster River. Um, the two games I saw over the uh, the last week just was lights out. Um, you know, you mentioned your game with them with uh, against them. Um, you know, four three overtime win. And I thought there were a couple times in the first half of that game where you guys could have been up. Uh, a couple goals going into halftime and he just stood on his head and you know some point blank saves denying denying your guys and then he did the same thing against uh timberlane you know it, it was a 4-4 game in the second half and in the final or in the second quarter excuse me in the final four minutes of the half he made five saves uh you know in transition too because the bobcat they kept turning the ball over um you know, and, and Timberlane's coming running down the field, and he was stepping up and keeping him in that game. Can't um, tell you how frustrated yeah. I was as a coach. <laughs> I, I mean, we we they, the guys were doing what I was asking them to do. We were running good offensive sets. We were getting shots, and uh, I I won't say that they were they were. I was a little. We learned a lot. We yeah. they, Finn Finn played great angles. He took up took up a lot of space, quick hands. Um, but we learned the importance of of definitely changing planes and uh, and making goalies work work for shots. But yeah, I mean, he keeps Finn keeps showing up game after game and, and keeping them in games, um, and and making really good saves. He's definitely he's definitely earned the right to be considered one of the the top goalies in D two this year. Yeah, um, you know, another team in in Division two that uh, we we haven't mentioned too too much of uh, this year, and uh, I'm going to bring him up now because you know as as we say at the beginning of every week, sent we want uh, your feedback, we want your questions. So a question I received uh, on Facebook uh, this past week was. Uh, why aren't you talking about Kingswood? Um, I, cl- I cleaned that up a little bit, um, by the way. Uh, I don't know if it was an excited, it was an little, excited message. Yeah, a little A little more colorful. I don't know if it was an excited message. I don't know if it was an angry message, but I, you know, I mean, maybe we need to talk about Kingswood. Uh, they're seven and zero this year. Um, I know they're playing a lot of a lot of schools up in the the Lakes region up north. Uh, a couple games against Plymouth. A couple games against Kennett. Interlakes, Moultonboro. Um, so I mean that they're not their wins over um, some programs that are you know not the the upper echelon of the of the state, but still some seven you and always seven is out. Right. You, yeah. you play who's on. You play who's on your Absolutely. schedule. They did have a nice uh, did have a nice win over St. Thomas nine seven. Was during vacation week. I do know that St. Thomas was was missing a lot of their starters, but still, I mean, you play who's on your schedule and you play who's there and show up. And so, 
yeah, I mean, fantastic start for for the Green Knights right now. Um, they get an interesting interesting schedule. They they did do a lot of regional. They got a four game a four game <laughs> series with with Kennet yeah. here coming up here. Um, so that'll, that's that's interesting. It was a nice uh, it was a good nine six win for them the first time. They play again tomorrow, uh, home on the turf. So see if that makes any difference to get out there on a fast track. Um, you know, and then they uh, they got they got Interlakes Moultonboro for on the on the backside of a, a four game series at the end of the season there too. So definitely did a regional schedule, but uh, that that's another team that I think uh, so they they would probably be in with with Hanover, Bow, uh, Merrimack Valley in that sort of in that sort of weird um, you know sort of northern northern division there. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah, you know it'll be. It, we, we won't have a great. We won't have a great sense of where they, they. They looking at that schedule. I mean, they could potentially run the table. I know Guilford's been pretty good in Division right. Three this year, but yeah, that's that's a Kingswood team that could that could enter the playoffs undefeated yeah. fairly easily. You know, I want to mention some of their guys too. I mean, we knew about a couple of their their um, seniors going in. Uh, Davis Ekstrom, uh, Bailey Savage, uh, Junior Carter Morrissey is another guy. Uh, and then from what I've what I've been able to get to gather online, there's a couple other guys that's been stepping up for him lately. Reese Clark and uh, and Quinn Lucas, uh, all playing well for for Coach Mike Manning up there. Um, so yeah, that that would be uh, yeah that would be an interesting thing to see if they're going into you know into the playoffs with a, a you know 13 and 0 record, and uh, like you mentioned, uh, random draws where they end up. Uh, you got to hope that you know, if they put together wins like that, a number of wins like that, that they're hosting a playoff game. But I guess, you know, we'll, we'll see is really what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it, it's an interesting, um, when I look at, you know, the, the scores that I see each week here, I think there's obviously, you know, we'd, we'd like things to be normal and you'd like to see standings and kind of, then you can start saying on, okay, you know, who, who's the one seed and you know, who, who's going to get in and, and start playing with matchups. But at the same time, I think, I, I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but have you seen teams really getting blown out? Like I've seen a lot of traditional teams that maybe have not had a lot of success finding some success because they're playing matchups that are, that are more, um, I don't know if appropriate is the right word, but sort of, I guess, a better fit to where to where their program is. Do you mean um, just overall, or just in specifically in Division Two, or I, I think overall. I mean, I, I think overall the, the the you know the games have been the games have been really good for the most part. There There's... have you know you you've mentioned you've been to a bunch of games where you know you, you just can't pick a bad one. You've been you've been to so many that like have been interesting games. For I, you. I've been a, to a couple of stinkers. Uh... <laughs> Um, there You're was bound a, to get a yeah, few. yeah, you get a yeah, you do. Um, the, I mean, but there are there are some teams, um, you know, that are are I think are struggling a little bit more because of um, you know just I, I, missing out on last year. You know, where you're trying to mix in younger kids that just have no experience, or maybe you just you know you lost an entire class. Um, yeah, you know, so there's there's been a couple of games in D1 that have been on bo- on the boys and girls side that have been pretty lopsided. Uh, final scores um but i mean there's there's been quite yeah, i think there's been more that have been like what you were saying that that have been more competitive and and um closer than maybe we would have expected but i i there have been certainly been a few that uh yeah it's it's not been pretty or the final score hasn't been pretty 
Well, I don't know if we're ever going to get rid of that in the state no, just by, I don't think you know, so, the, no. just by the, you know, demographics of the state in terms of, you know, its size and, and where teams are located and things like that. Like, I think we're never going to completely get rid of that. But no. I guess my bigger point is I've seen more teams finding and having success this year. And, and, you know, I don't know if there's a direct correlation to that, but, um, you know, I think, I think for one year, the regional schedule is helping. And, and so hopefully yeah. it, it helps programs to, to grow and, and to get some confidence and get more kids out playing. Yeah. I think it's like, so I think it's more maybe on, even on the, just the D one side where you've got a couple of the traditional powerhouses are, you know, right where they normally are. And, and, you know, maybe the schools that are that struggle at times are just struggling a little bit more than they, they usually do. Yep. Um, one program that uh, has been has not been struggling has been uh, cruising right along uh, on the girls' side is Bishop Girton. Um, you know, it's kind of kind of strange. I remember I remember when we we used to do you know when we were doing this in in Riverside at the restaurant. Um, you know, we'd have our our computers open and and Twitter was going and there was always you know a game. You know, there were games going on while we were recording it. And it was always so hard for me not to be like, oh, look at this score. Look at this score. Because, you know, by the time everybody's <laughs> listening to this, yeah, the game's, yeah, yeah, the... yeah, we're, we're, we're doing, you know, we're seeing the scores as we're recording it. But, you know, they're, uh, by the time everybody listens to it, those games have been over for at least 12 hours. So, uh, but I, you know, I mentioned that because, you know, BG and Pinkerton played their second game tonight um, with uh, BG winning uh, 11 to 5. So a little bit closer than, than the first time they played. Which was a, a seventeen to five win, but um, you know the the Cardinals had a, a close game with Sauhegan over the weekend. I think it was a seven six uh, BG lead at halftime in that game before they pulled away in the second half. And uh, they got a couple other games coming up um, next week that should be pretty interesting. Um, you know, Bed they've got two with Bedford, who uh, you know who's the other team in Division One that's just been cruising. Um, I think Bedford had a, a two goal game against a two goal win over Sauhegan the first week of the season. And they only, and then they beat Portsmouth by one, uh, this past weekend or last week, uh, during vacation week, I think. Um, but outside of that, they've just been blowing people out. Uh, so that's a, a, you know, pair of games to, you know, to keep an eye on, uh, we'll get a better idea of where each of those teams stand. And then I, I noticed, uh, you know, checking schedules, uh, you know, we talked a lot about the boys playing, uh, trying to get some out-of-state games. It looks like the girls are going to play one, too. I noticed they've added um, Moses Brown to their schedule uh, on uh, the 22nd, which is a Saturday. Uh, so I've heard that Rhode Island might, might be a little bit more uh, open to, to playing some out-of-state teams, so that's neat. Yeah, so i I, I got to imagine, I think that's got to be the first time those programs have played. I, I don't recall them having played in the past, so... No. Um, yeah, it should be an interesting one. You know, and they they seem uh, BG too. It seems like every uh, every week they've got another girl reaching uh, their the hundred point uh, plateau. I, think, I did uh, notice. <laughs> I did notice that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was Lindsay Holt the first week of the season, uh, Riley Bouvier uh, the second week, and then uh, Madison Keating did it the other day against Exeter. Uh, actually, she did it twice. Uh, she scored a goal that would have given her a hundredth point. Um, you know, the, everybody started celebrating. They tried to call a timeout to, you know, so everybody could come over and hug her and congratulate her. Uh, but then the refs waved off the goal. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, they waved off the goal, and then um, I, a couple minutes later, she had an assist on someone else's goal. So then they called the timeout, and we're, you know, the celebration started for real. So, um, yeah, that was that was fun to see, and yeah, it does. It it really does feel like, uh, and and I'm I'm wouldn't actually be surprised if that continues throughout the rest of the year. But the um, the other score that kind of you know opened my eyes from uh, from this week. Um, you know, you had, uh, uh, we mentioned the boys' side, Londonderry and Nashville South were supposed to play. They're playing on the girls' side. Uh, they were over at, um, Stellos on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, Londonderry just wins a shootout, uh, 19 to 6 in that game. Uh, and, you know, we, we talked about, um, you know, having some balanced scoring and, and both teams, it seemed like, had a, a, a bunch of kids putting in goals in that one. But, I don't know how many have you if you've been in many games like that where where uh you know both teams are almost getting close to 20 goals uh no i mean I, actually the probably the closest i've come to something like that was our, our first game of the season with south egan where it felt like you know we teams would go on runs and, and it was going to be the first team to 20 that was going to get there so i have not i have not been in too many games like that <laughs> um yeah londonderry um grace holland had uh you know, a team high four goals for them. Uh, Jenna Stoll and, and Kiara Edmonds, uh, both with three goals and an assist. And then on the other side, you had uh, South's Olivia Johnson and Ella uh, Benscary, who both had six goals. Uh, and then Caitlin West with two goals and three assists. So a lot of a lot of scoring going on there. And they play again on Thursday, um, planning on making it out there. They're going to be at Londonderry, so I'll get to see if uh, playing on grass uh, makes a difference for that them. If that uh, cuts into the scoring at all, or the speed of the game, um, or if they're still both able to put up uh, what almost thirty goals. So what do we got? So Joe, you know, what are you looking forward to coming up here? It looks like there's a, a pretty good slate of games coming up on Saturday. What are yeah. you most interested in? I mean. You know, it, it's not a it's not a huge slate, uh, but it, and and what I what I like about um, you know these Saturdays, I felt like a lot of times, you know, you get um, you know you're out of division matchups, you're out of state matchups are on these Saturdays, um, and and that you know the, this time around it seems to be just maybe some some one offs uh, still with this season, but but they're. Some of them are within the division. Uh, obviously, you guys have a huge one Saturday night against Portsmouth. Um, I've done, like I said, I got that on my calendar. Plan on heading out to that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really intrigued uh, what kind of game that ends up being. Um, you know, I know you guys played, and w what's interesting too is the following week. Uh, you guys played Merrimack a week ago, and then Portsmouth plays at Merrimack the following Saturday. So I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm really interested to just kind of compare. You know see and compare everybody in those those couple of games but i think you know i think that's a, a good one on saturday you've also got uh windham at hollis brookline girls playing saturday afternoon um an interesting in, you know uh, out of division matchup with winnicott coming out to Derry to play pinkerton um and that'll be i think that'll be an interesting game for for pinkerton just in terms of style i mean traditionally winnicott uh plays a zone um, they do have some, they do have some offensive firepower. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how does, you know, Pinkerton prepare cause they don't normally, they don't normally have to prepare for things like that. They're used to, you know, kind of playing man to man and, you know, um, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how they adjust to that. And, and, 
you know, uh, will how will they adjust if, if Winnicunit kind of slows the game down? I mean, you're naturally, if you play a zone, you're naturally going to slow the game down to begin with. But then, you know, if Winnicunit's taking long possessions there, you know, how much of a risk does, does Pinkerton come out and, and, uh, and, and challenge them to? So that, 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 there's all kinds of storylines with that game. That'll, yeah. that'll be a fun one. You know, and that, that uh, you know, we talked about a potential Exeter upset uh, putting a, a twist on the poll. That, that game, uh, a Winnicunit win there could really uh, shake some things up. Uh, you know, in the in next week's poll, so that's oh yeah. for sure. I win a kind of wins there. You you got to move them. You got to move them way up the poll at that yeah. point. Yeah. You know, I would even argue that you know a close loss helps may help their cause in the in that case. It definitely. Well, in my mind, it definitely helps their cause if, yeah. if it's close. Uh, the other big game on Saturday. You want to talk about quick turnarounds? Exeter plays at BG at three o'clock on Friday, and then they're turning around on Saturday and playing at Londonderry at ten. Uh, so, oh my God, that's yeah. a huge! I did not, I did not see that on the schedule. That's a huge trap game right oh, there. I mean, I hope I got that right. I mean, I mixed up the polls, so it's anything's possible. I could have gotten the wrong weekend there, but I'm pretty sure that they're they're playing Saturday in Londonderry. Let me just double check on that. Now, they, and I, and I'm all nervous because I, you know, read the wrong poll there. That's, uh, but I mean, that would be, I mean, just the. Just I, I've got, than, I've got the eight. I've got May eight. Yep, May eight to ten o'clock. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so like I said, you got to get quite, game, you uh, got to get games in. You got to get games in. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm uh, apparently that must have been when they could get when they could get it in, and uh, so good for them for for getting that game in there. And not just a quick turnaround for Exeter, but you've also got Londonderry who will have had an entire week off uh, at that point. Uh, so very well rested, um, a very well rested Londonderry team hosting Exeter. So that should be that should be interesting. Anything else that uh, you know that stood out to you this week, or or that you're looking forward to? Obviously, uh, you know, a couple big games for you guys Thursday and Saturday. Well, just a quick. I'm going to be a proud athletic director right now. Just give a, a quick shout out to my girls who had a, a, a great program win last weekend. They they stepped up and played Winnicunit uh, Division Two girls lacrosse program and came out with a, a pretty dominant victory in that game. Uh, Lucy Lakata, I think, had had seven goals, seven eight. Eight, eight goals eight in that goals, game, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and just it turned in, you know, it was a great confidence builder for them, you know, going into uh, heading towards the end of the season here and going into the division three playoffs and uh, to play a program that year in and year out uh, contends for the, the D two girls program is a, you know, a big win for them. So congrats to my girls and uh, just, you know, wanted to, wanted to give them a little shout out. Yeah, that was definitely a, a, a kind of a, a dominating win too i know that the score maybe doesn't show it as much um i think they won by what six um but i mean they were you know they were pretty methodical at times just doing whatever they wanted to do on offense and and uh and and it had a little bit of an auspicious start with with when it kind of jumping right, out to yeah. the to the lead too and uh you know so again you know good on our girls for good on on my girls for not uh not panicking and and uh knowing that they just stayed with the game plan they would be fine actually you got quite a few wins against d2 teams there you know goffstown conval hanover uh winnicunit so yeah you guys would be uh you're pretty good in detail. No, I might too. just, I, Joe, I might just move. They, I might just move them up, make my schedule, <laughs> make my life a little bit easier, and we just do home and home and away games for boys and girls every year. Yeah, it'll you might. Be, it'll be easier that you way. You should probably, you should probably check with them first. I would, I would. I'm sure they're fine <laughs> with it. I'm sure they'll be fine. All right. Well, he is uh, Dairy Field AD and boys lacrosse coach Chris Hetler. Chris, thanks again for joining me, and and good luck this weekend. 
Thanks, Joe. Looking forward to it. Should be should be a fun weekend. We got Hanover first, and then we'll have uh, Portsmouth under the lights. So it should be a great great stretch of uh, games here for yeah, us. A I lot am, of fun. I am looking forward to it too. Uh, should be a big weekend and and very exciting. I am Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.